David Spada is a successful attorney whose dream was to become a sports talk show host. Elliot Harris is a Chicago sports columnist who wanted to expand his media presence. In the next hour, they combine their talents and love of sports and women by interviewing former professional athletes and lovely ladies on sports and torts. But keeping the boys out of trouble isn't always easy because when David and Elliot are together, they have more fun than should be legal. Welcome to another edition of Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com with David Spada and Elliot Harris. I am Elliot Harris, and today we have a one-guest show, and it's a tremendously fascinating one. We spend the entire hour with Wally Triplett, who was the first African-American starter in Penn State history. He is in the Hall of Fame, although he's not a Hall of Famer. Actually, his portrait is in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. He is the first drafted African-American to play for an NFL team. And we take the entire show a little bit of a step back in time. And I find it fascinating. Hope you will, too. Here's our interview with Wally Triplett. I see that you grew up in Pennsylvania and then you went to Penn State for college. Were there a lot of colleges recruiting you then? Yeah, um, well, not a lot. I'm not going to say that, but uh, some of them made mistakes. I got <laughs> I, I, one of the things I sell is uh, the uh, letter that Miami wrote me, and then the re- apology because they, uh, of where I lived. See, uh, it was uh, uh, well. How old are you? I'm 43. Elliot's a little older than me. Uh, I'm 67, so I'm I'm old enough to remember all that stuff. Not all that stuff, but a lot of it. Okay, Elliot. Um, I I happen to have lived in uh, America's historic and wealthiest area at the time of Cheltenham Township and um, Elkins Park. And uh, that's what a lot of this stuff is all about. The fact that um, uh, by living there, it was like, uh, I think you're probably more familiar with it, uh, living in the uh, Hamptons in New York. Okay. And when you live in the Hamptons, you don't ask for another address. Well, it was that way where I lived in suburban Philadelphia that uh, when you say you lived in Cheltenham Township or you lived in Elkins Park, uh, you were just assumed it was it was definitely uh, definite that you were not black. That was definite. And it was just a matter of how much other wealth you had around you, which was um, what caused uh, uh, the University of Miami to write me in as one of the recruiting of people. And then when they found out, when I wrote them back to inform them who I was and what I was, uh, they apologized in their letter of apology I also have. So it's a significant thing, and that's all I've been doing was trying to get by on some of the significant historical things that I happen to have been lucky enough to be part of. So... um, that's what uh, I wanted you to understand right off the bat. 
because uh, I don't want you to get confused with what it is that I'm doing now and what it is that uh, I had done before. Okay? Well, certainly. My wife grew up in Elkins Park, went to Cheltenham High about the same time as Reggie Jackson. Where is Lamotte in relation geographically to Elkins Park? Okay. So she is familiar with Philadelphia. Yeah, certainly. Okay. The end, the north end of Philadelphia ends at Cheltenham Avenue, which is the beginning of Mont Montgomery County and the beginning of Cheltenham uh, and Elkins Park. Okay? Mm hmm And I know she's familiar with Broad Street. Oh, sure. Well, bro yeah, Broad Street ends at Lamont. Lamont was named for Lucretia Mott, who was a, a Quaker a abolitionist. And uh, uh, she was uh, very helpful with the establishment of Camp William Penn. And that's what the significance is there, that Camp William Penn was the first federally organized uh, camp for Negro soldiers. And um, we're talking was, the, um, we're talking the Civil War now. Yeah, and and the and the the, uh, the coach in Miami that was sending me her apology, their apology, uh, mentioned the fact about it being the Civil War because that's what we're talking about, the Civil War. Camp William Penn. I have a uh, a. Um, federally designated a sign right on part of my property there in, in Philadelphia, in, I mean, in Lamont. And um, it was uh, uh, it was serious business back then, and I, I, I don't want to do harm to it by not being able to give you as much information as I can because uh, I... Um, I tried to get uh, things uh, organized so that I could uh, relate it to the situation that's going on now and uh, that people are enjoying. They never understood the suffering and the pain and and uh, all the stuff that came out before that. See. So wait. So so, so Miami offered you a scholarship and they didn't realize you were. Black, but didn't they watch you play, or they just went by word of mouth? Well, back then there was no uh, television and no uh, uh, things like that. See, it was about all the newspaper articles, and in the newspaper articles, they just give names. They didn't give uh, racial designations; they just give the name. And uh, when I said when they give names out of Elkins Park. Uh, they definitely didn't concern themselves about who you were or what you were. It was just, what did you do? So uh, that's what uh, it was all about. She, you said your uh, your wife is uh, familiar with Elkins Park. Yeah, she grew up there. Mm hmm Well, so. then she grew up. She grew up knowing about uh, the uh, Wideners and uh, knowing about the uh, the. Uh, Stetson's, and that's a significant thing because Stetson was the, the uh, house, or not the house, but his mansion 
was the uh, end of the street that I lived on, which we actually called it uh, Stetson Hill. And then after it got close to uh, where my house was, it was Sycamore Avenue. So that street was actually Stetson's road out of his mansion, which he used to ride down our street. And uh, and if my dad was there, he would stop and talk to him because it was a privatized community. See, everything was uh, done for the wealthy, and the wealthy saw to it that everything was done and done right. And uh, that was not only a significant thing, but it was a very very uh, happy thing because, uh, as I said, you didn't get into politics like it is in many big cities. So, um, uh, so unfortunately, that, unfortunately, my wife, my wife was not one of the the, the affluent ones. She uh, grew up in a, I'd say, a middle class existence, maybe upper mm-hmm. middle class, and lived in on Shoemaker Road, and. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but a, a nice, a nice life. <laughs> yeah. Well, it was uh, that's that's a background that I was saying that. Uh, see what I'm doing now because of things that are so significantly and historical now, but they were are are uh, significant because they tie in to what is going on today and what is going on what I experienced later on when I went to. Um, Penn State, and uh, it was um, quite a, a thing, but uh, at the same time, it was something you had to realize that you were, you know, you were responsible for being uh, a person out of that area, and and you took it took it very uh, very um, sincerely, <clears throat> and um, so. Um, that's what uh, the background was, and um, when I got these letters, see, I, right now I'm in the process of trying to sell some of this stuff that I happen to have been the only person that was uh, involved in it because of things that other people did. But nonetheless, it comes down to the fact that, uh, you know, uh, who did what, and it, it happened to have been me. So uh, I said it's uh, it's time that I got some some benefit out of it, and that's what I do. I um, I have a picture, a photograph of a, of a news clipping photograph of the uh, of a teammate of mine, uh, Lee Henry, and and he's in Alabama now, but he was on a team when we went to uh, Texas. In 1947, and uh, he uh, he and I uh, took a picture. Well, that's very significant now, but uh, wouldn't be significant now because it's, no one would think about it. But here it was: he, this white boy, and me standing together, wearing Stetson hats. <laughs> and that was that was a unique thing about it because I I used to tell people says you know I I knew Mr Stetson when I was about four years old say <laughs> four or five years old and he used to climb on his uh, foreign cars that he, he had when he stopped and talked to my dad and uh, 
Now, here we're getting a Stetson hat given to us in Texas, Dallas, Texas. And for us to even be together in Dallas, Texas in in 1947 was not very uh, uh, welcome. And um, it was not a, uh, a, a thing that you took lightly because of of uh, the fact that uh, discrimination was the one thing that, that got America on the map by being that type of a, a country where, you know, your race was a big divisive thing and it was a very um, significant thing. And as I said, it just so happened that we have pictures and photos and we're sending them out to people who want them and at the same time trying to make a, a living out of it, see? So uh, that's what I um, wanted to get out that, uh, you know, I like to talk to people, but at the same time, I like to tell them, you know, what do you want? You know, this is what I have to sell. Now, Hello. you ended up going to Penn State on an academic scholarship, and you uh -huh. had an academic scholarship? Yeah. And he had a, a letter from your coach to the Penn State coach, Bob Higgins. Were, were there any other schools that you thought about going to? Well, the schools that, you know, what you call recruiters, like Rutgers, I think, was uh, Paul Robeson had gone there. And so uh, it was one of the schools, Rutgers. There wasn't too many of the Ivy League schools. Well, I was right there with Pennsylvania, and they, uh, and, uh, and uh, we as kids knew uh, that we could play better ball than most of them. Uh, and um, I didn't get a letter from Pennsylvania, University of Pennsylvania. I did get one from Cornell, and then I got one from uh, somewhere in the Midwest. It was I had it a long time ago, and I, and I lost it. But I remembered it was, uh, I think it was uh, Ohio State. Yeah. And... Um, it's just a letter, the regular letters they sent out at the time trying to tell us that they, they read about some of the things and they looked at some of the things that you did. And uh, see, you didn't have a lot of cameras back then. And in fact, uh, I don't know of anybody with any cameras that lived in our town at that time. And um, so it was all a matter of just written word of writers and they didn't even think about it enough to uh, say it was significant that uh, that race was involved. It was just a matter of records. And if you made the all suburban team, they uh, you know they noted that. And if you made the all uh, state team, they noted that. And uh, that's the way the word got around. It wasn't a lot of newspaper work then. And uh, so that's that's what it was all uh, all about, really, and that's how it got in. And as I said, it was just one of the letters that was a mistake, and they acknowledged it later on. But it became a thing that, so far, I've sold about a dozen of them. And um, do you still uh, do you still have the original letter? Oh yeah. So University of Miami, Carl Gables, Florida. <laughs> That was back in 1945. Did you know you were going to get a chance to play at Penn State when you enrolled there? Yeah, I had heard of this great kid that was at Penn State. And it, unfortunately, he died just before he could play as a varsity. 
uh, named Dave Alston. He was America's greatest ball player at that time. And it was a big thing about the fact that uh, he and his brother went to uh, work Penn State. And he um, he died, would you believe it, of tonsillitis. So, he, <laughs> he, he, in August, the, before he um, became eligible for the varsity uh, team at Penn State, he, he died. And... Uh, and it was, uh, it was, uh, actually it was just something that the world couldn't believe because he was, he, he was one of the greatest, uh, prospects that was everybody, I even was talking about him and all the kids were trying to emulate being like Dave Alston. And so by his dying, and then at the same time, uh, uh, a, another friend of mine who got to be a great friend of mine was Joe Tepsit. He was a boy that was there in 19, uh, uh, at Penn State, and he helped me a lot with uh, getting extra time, playing time when I came here. And consequently, he, um, he quit Penn State to go play baseball for the Brooklyn Dodgers. And uh, <laughs> I used to tell Jackie, when Jackie and I were talking about it, which, about the fact that uh, by Tepsic, this kid, uh, by him not um, uh, uh, you know those, those hits are coming on me now. No. <laughs> uh, well, yeah, his, his his departure enabled you to move into the starting lineup, right? Yeah. And uh, he said, is that was your buddy? I said, yeah, Joe is my buddy. I said, and he helped me a lot because uh, he was very cocky, but it was very good. And uh, he would tell me to get in and, and play when uh, a couple of the coaches, you know, they weren't, uh, they weren't too happy about it because they were looking for me to be another Dave Alston. And I flat out told him I doubted if I could do that. I said, I'm going to try and do the best I can, but that guy, Dave Austin, was something. And, uh, you know, I was working at the drugstore at the time, and it was one of the little after-school jobs you do, and I used to read up on him. And, uh, and uh, you know, and I always said I, I hope I could emulate him, but, um, you know, probably never do it. And that's when the letter come from uh, Penn State. And uh, and I was able to uh, pass the um, senatorial scholarship, so I was able to get get into uh, Penn State. That's the way I did it. It wasn't uh, like it is now, where they have you as a millionaire. Right. Some of these kids are millionaires and they never pull their socks on you, <laughs> you know. And uh, I just said, you know, just. It was a timing thing, and well, my time was just at that time, and it just happened to be a good time. And um, uh, I said, now I'm I'm just about ready to pass out, and uh, and uh, some of this stuff is sig significant and has some value to it. And so some people have helped me say, you know, well, you know, these letters when people send them in. 
we send them out, and some of them like them. And that's what uh, what it is now. Just a matter of uh, saying, yeah, I was there, and I did that, and things like that. And and but I, when I did them, I didn't know what I was doing. I was just doing the best I could, you know. But uh, I didn't know what it would be like it is now. And it was odd because. Um, particularly with our living in the area we did and everything being involved with the Civil War, that part of the letter that there, that uh, University of Miami sent me apologizing was uh, talked about the Great War that was fought and bloodshed. And uh, it was the, the Civil War they were talking about. And that was 100 years before. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and the biggest thing I was doing at the time, I was trying to get, uh, and I got a certificate uh, from the uh, President Roosevelt, uh, I was trying to get to be a first-class Boy Scout, and uh, that was one of the big things, so we could camp out on there, uh, on these big estates around there. See, you had a, I lived right there with, um, with Elkins Park, uh, Elkins, Elkins was one of the wealthiest men, and Mott family—they were wealthy, and and that's where the name came from because of the work that Lucretia Mott did. That they decided to name the uh, town we lived in, Lamont, and uh, that's that's where, what confuses people sometimes. But that was the background of that. Uh, did did they have when you were at Penn State? Did you when you traveled? Did you have segregated place like hotels you had to stay at, or did you no. stay in the same hotels as the rest of the team? No, only in 1945 when they, when they again we went down to play Navy, and they didn't know. Uh, of course, no one had thought about it. They went down to play Navy, and. Uh, the Naval Academy, believe it or not, said that Negroes couldn't and wouldn't be accommodated. And uh, so my cousin, who was a, a member of the Elks uh, organization, he was familiar with Baltimore. because my mother's family came out of Baltimore, and um, he um, arranged for us to Denny. He arranged for this other fellow, other. Uh, friend of mine to stay at a, at a hotel and uh, so that's what we did for that one night but we said we'd never do it again and consequently it just turned out that we uh, uh, the other guys didn't like it either so as I said this was part of what uh, Tepsic was talking about and uh, and uh, so what we did was uh, as you say, we stayed in the hotel, but I have a picture with, with President Truman, who was the president at that time, trying to throw some pennies into a thing the Navy had down there as a good luck thing. But at the same time, they were discriminating. And so uh, that was something that stuck in my mind all the time. It had to be because that was what America was about. It was... Uh, not what you see or, or today, definitely, but it was just one of, you were always thought to be second class, and uh, you were expected, and uh, 
to be treated that way. And unfortunately, it happened in some of those things that some of the guys didn't like. And uh, and uh, it was at a certain time that they said, "Well, you know, we we don't we don't like this. We don't want to be that way." And uh, it ended up uh, being um, uh, something significant. And uh, so we said, "Well, you know." If you have documents to prove it, this is what was going on. And uh, well, the, the, pla- was- the players didn't like it so much that in 1946, the team voted to cancel a regular season game at the University of Miami, the, the same school that uh, had offered you yeah. the scholarship and taken it back. Yeah. Now, now, did Coach Higgins want to play that game? No, he, he wanted to play the game, but under those circumstances, he said, no, you know, he was going along with us more because of uh, of uh, a kid that was on the team with me, uh, Denny Hoggard, who was uh, a um, a returned veteran, and he was a uh, also the son of a, a powerful minister there in Philadelphia. And, in fact, uh, his mother was a delegate to to the uh, Pennsylvania delegation and uh, Denny Hoggart and uh, we um, he he was the one that the fellows were were more protective of because they they liked him you know uh, they liked him I was a I was a, a a scoundrel, as they used to call. I was a scoundrel, and um, I was always bringing up things that uh, that um, they didn't think was nice to talk about at that time. But I wanted to talk about them, and uh, this is where the guys used to get on me something. But my buddy stood by me and said, uh, "This is the way we're going to do it. We're going to play. We're going to play all." And that's where that term came from when the uh, athletic director uh, for Penn State was informed by the fellows that that's what we play. We're going to play all. And so that's the letter he wrote to uh, to uh, Miami that uh, that's what it would be. We play all or, all or none. And, uh, <clears throat> and that's where that term came from. And then, see, in the following uh, uh, year, when we refused Miami, in the following year, we get the invitation, because we had a hell of a team in 47. We, we beat everybody and didn't allow anybody to really score on us. And uh, we um, get this invitation because of the... Uh, Southwest Conference. Well, the first thing that came up was the idea that, uh, wait a minute, we got some Negroes here on at Penn State. And uh, that's when they, uh, we said that, uh, you know, we would have meetings. We were meeting about it. The guys were kidding each other. But when it got down to serious business, they said, no, we're not going to play. And uh, so that came, that was canceled. And uh, it was um, it was wrote up and and wrote about and everything, but that's that's where that term came from. That, that we're not going to uh, print it because 
we had previously dictated that we would not play uh, in this, you know, with discrimination. And so uh, when this came up again, the uh, fellows made us remindful of it. They were saying, oh, you know, remember, uh, we're Penn State. So that answered the question, and that's where the term come from, we are. And and they have it now and everything. After this brief break, we will be back with part two of our interview with Wally Triplett. You're listening to Sports and Torts on TalkZone.com. Hey, 